Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Mike Kapler here, along with Joel Brzezinski, broadcasting live from Wuhan, China. Uh, glad you're along with us. Yeah, I'm getting all of these um, travel vouchers now, where they're practically giving us free trips if we'll just take an hour for a timeshare. We got one for Wuhan, uh, Iran, oh. uh, North Korea, uh, even California. So, there you go. <laughs> now, back in the day... You know, Iran probably would have been a nice place to visit. Same with California. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know we've got lots of listeners in Iran, and I don't want to upset anybody there. <laughs> no, and don't forget about the three in California. Yes, yes all, all three of you. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. We appreciate it. We're just having fun here. Uh, crazy times uh, this year in 2020. So to me, Joel, if, if we can't laugh, sometimes I know it, it's not good to do that over certain things. Sometimes you got to watch the sense of humor and crossing the line and all of that, but you got to be able to laugh even when things are, are tough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, where are we at? We did, um, Hebrews 10. Yeah. We wanted to kind of maybe highlight something we talked about last week. Is that right, Cap? Hebrews 10, 26 and some misunderstandings that revolve around that. Well, that's a passage that gets quoted a lot right around Hebrews 10, 26 and, and 27. And real quickly here, let me just breeze through this here. If, if we go on sinning, for if we go on sinning willfully after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a terrifying expectation of judgment and the fury of fire, which will consume the adversaries. Anyone who has set aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. So how much uh, severer punishment do you think he will deserve who has trampled underfoot the son of God and has regarded as unclean the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified and has insulted the spirit of grace. For we know him who said, vengeance is mine, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. Boy, it's almost its almost like we could go through this all over again, Joel. It's, it's, <laughs> things keep jumping out at me here. But, uh, you know, it's, to me, the, the, the thing I would, a couple of things that I would point out here that we touched on probably last week, but I, I want to just make sure that people are understanding this. There is some Old Testament passages being quoted here. These weren't right. necessarily uh, originals from the writer of Hebrews, but somebody who tramples underfoot the son of God, because that, that's really the point that he's making here, right? Somebody who has done that and has regarded as unclean the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified, insulting the spirit of grace. It's not your disobedience, your willful acts of sin. Those aren't good things, by the way, but it's not those that have caused the problem. As I think Joel said last week, there there was a sin problem. And all through the book of Hebrews, especially in the last few chapters we've been covering in 7 through 10, it's it's clear that Jesus dealt with the sin problem (laughs) and (laughs) offered a a once-for-all forgiveness. So that's not the issue anymore. The issue is going to come down to an unbelief factor. If you're going to reject the one sacrifice 
because there used to be many sacrifices under the old covenant, but if you're going to refuse and reject the one that God has provided for you, reject that, there's no longer a sacrifice for your sins because the fact is that old system has has been tossed aside. It's, It's been put away. And so the insult to the spirit of grace, trampling the Son of God underfoot, regarding the blood is unclean, is, is to reject the gift of Jesus. And it comes down to a, a belief factor. The Lord will judge his people. He touched on it briefly last week. Again, we've got somebody, uh, a, a Jewish person writing to Jewish people, trying to explain to them the difference in this transition between the old way, the old covenant, and the new way, the new covenant. Um, that they're no longer under the first one. They are now under a second one that's new and better, established upon better promises. It's more excellent. It's uh, Jesus is the guarantee of this covenant. See, Jesus is the guarantee. It's not you. It's not what you do. It's not what I do. It's not what we don't do. It's none of that. That was the law. That was the old way. So it's not about the sins, but God will judge his people. That's an Old Testament quote referring to Israel. Israel. Uh, and, and if you'll think back, and Joel, I'm, I'm sure you'll remember, we've been in Hebrews for quite a while now as we've gone through this series, but in the, in, in the earlier chapters of the book, uh, the, the writer is pointing out some things from yesteryear with their people under that covenant. And, and the reason that they weren't able to receive the, the promises that were made is because they fell into unbelief. Unbelief was the problem. If you'll look earlier in the book of Hebrews and throughout the book, the writer is continuing to expound upon things that he mentioned earlier and gets into greater detail later. So the problem here toward the end of Hebrews 10 is an unbelief problem. Maybe you've got something that you want to add to that, Joel. Right. I mean, that's the, the whole entire point of the book of Hebrews is the sufficient sacrifice of Jesus and how what Jesus did supersedes and does away with the entire Old Covenant. And the Old Covenant, like we've talked about, had you had people sinning, and you had sacrifices for sins, and those sacrifices never did one thing to take away those sins. It kind of temporarily covered them, but it really didn't do anything to take them away. And in fact, in the book of Hebrews, it says that it really only provided a reminder of their sins. So there's one sacrifice what this writer has been leading up to and building up to and saying all along is that this one sacrifice of Jesus actually did something about the sin problem in and of itself, the, the, the sacrifice of Jesus by itself. It took away sin. That's the point. And so when you get to Hebrews 26, he doesn't suddenly change, Hebrews 10, 26, he doesn't suddenly change what he's talking about and say, except if you sin. So he's not saying... It's, it's as if people think the writer is saying, okay, this one sacrifice, sin taken away, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so all when you sin by the blood of Jesus, your sin is taken away, except if you sin or if you sin willfully. But that's not what he's saying. The, 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 what he's talking about is that, the, again, there were sacrifices for sins that didn't do a thing to take away sin. This one sacrifice did take away sins. And so if you've received the knowledge of this truth, you should understand that there is no other sacrifice that can take away sins. There's no other sacrifice. You can't go back. These Hebrew people, he's again, like you were saying, he's talking to Hebrew people, to Jewish people, to the people of Israel. You cannot go back to the blood of bulls and goats because they were not sufficient. And so if you do 
if you go back to the blood of bulls and goats, then there is no other sacrifice for sins. You're going to have this certain fearful expectation of judgment, fiery indignation, which will devour the adversaries, everything that you just said. You've trampled the Son of God underfoot. Because what did the Son of God come to do? He came to be the propitiation for sins. He came to be the one who took away sins. And you've trampled him underfoot if you reject, not if you sin, but if you reject the one sacrifice for sin. You've counted yes. the blood of the covenant as a common thing. You've, un, you've insulted the Spirit of grace if you reject that sacrifice. All over the rest of the, of the New Testament scriptures, we find that... Um, you know, there, Paul said, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Jesus himself said, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, or other versions say to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. He who believes in him is not judged or condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already or judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. That's John three sixteen and 17. That really ties into this, what the sacrifice of Jesus accomplished. It was the taking away of sin. If you reject that, there's no other sacrifice. There there's no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. Yeah, so if you're going to take a, a verse or two uh, at what appears to be face value from a legalistic perspective anyway, like Hebrews 10, 26, and 27, basically you're, you, are in, you are now without hope. If you've ever sinned willfully, then you're, <laughs> you're, you're up for the judgment seat now. If you've ever sinned, and you might be saying, well, I, I sometimes I sin, but I don't mean to. Oh, yeah, okay, let's blame the devil. The devil made me do it, God. Let's see how that stands up before the judgment seat of God. Um, so the, the, wouldn't that be terrible, though, to be without hope after everything the writer of Hebrews has said for these last 10 chapters? <laughs> right. It's like he never even said it. Right. If you're going to try it and put all of your stock into Hebrews 10, 26, and 27 as if uh, a willful sin is going to lead to your eternal judgment, um, then we're all lost. And the blood of Jesus was insufficient, if that's what you're going to stick with. Um, also, even Joel, I mean, just look at verse 28, 1028. Any, here's what it says. Anyone who has set aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. So you see, Joel, we could have two or three listeners from our podcast group out there now from Iran or California or something like that. And they could say, oh, we've heard you guys uh, talk about the law of Moses being set aside. Uh, you're toast. You're dead. There's three of us here. So any, it says that right there. Anyone who sets aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Jesus is the one who ended up eventually. Now, that was under the law. But Jesus eventually set aside that old law. It came to an end. This is what the writer of Hebrews has been talking about. So you can take any Bible verse out of context and, and misunderstand it. And it will be perhaps... Uh, the polar opposite of what the gospel really is. Um, but as we move along here, uh, at the very end of, of chapter 10, because we're, we're about to dive into 11 here, it, it says this, because remember, there is no chapter 11, right? I mean, there is no chapter 10. <laughs> the, mm -hmm. the writer is just writing a letter here. <laughs> and so keep it in mind as we go from the end of 10 into 11. But he says, my righteous one shall live by faith, and this is an Old Testament verse again, but my righteous one shall live by faith, and if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Now get this, but we are not of those who shrink back to destruction, but of those who have faith 
to the preserving of the soul. Um, and then we go into uh, chapter 11, what, keeping in mind what, what the writer just said there about faith. And then he says this, he says, now, now faith, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. You see, it's, it's not your sin that's the problem anymore. <laughs> it's, 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 as Joel said, it's, it's, it's whether you're going to reject the sacrifice that took care of the issue of sin. So faith is now our assurance. Jesus, as the writer said in Hebrews 7, Jesus is the guarantee. The law was not based on faith, Paul told the Galatians. So we are in a whole different dimension now. And, and it's, it's faith, and, and the writer is going to go on here in, in chapter 11 to expound on this a little bit more, but it's, it's all really kind of just a follow-up to everything he's been talking about. Right. Yep, so remember that this, uh, this whole versology thing, where we just take a verse and, and build a doctrine on it, that we, we really shouldn't do things like that, because we miss when we miss the context, we often miss the point. Because like you say, the, the writer, in none of these Bible epistles. <laughs> Where the writer was never writing in chapters. He was writing a, a full letter uh, with lots of points being built up. So, uh, with that said, hopefully this uh, helps helps to settle some people with the Hebrews 10:26 issue, and we'll move on into uh, Hebrews chapter 11 next week, right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.